Today we are finishing up our series, Worship Together, and uh, if you were here last week, we're going to do more of the same. If you weren't here last week, it's a completely different uh, deal that we're doing. The sermon is actually going to, we're going to do a better job uh, uh, last week and this week of using the sermon, or really sermon, sermon ads, really, of, of setting up us worshiping God. We're having this series on worship, so we might as well, like, you know, practice worship, you know, and, and kind of focus in on worship. It's like having a sermon on prayer and then not praying. Like, ah, I don't know if that quite works. But, and so uh, we're going to be looking at four different Psalms. Um, full disclosure, full disclosure. I am an analytical, uh, fact-based, uh, research guy. Like that's my deal. And so the Psalms kind of almost intimidate me because they're so flowery and touchy and feely like David like Paul and I or Phil uh, Phil and I were talking a couple of weeks ago about um, uh, how Paul the New Testament Paul not our Paul was a renaissance renaissance man before you know the renaissance but if we go back even farther like David was a renaissance man way before the renaissance like so the part of David and Goliath that you don't remember because we don't teach this to kids is that after the slingshot deal David took Goliath's sword and cut his head off and dragged Goliath's head to Saul. Okay, this is the kind of dude David is, right? Like, this is, and I just imagine he's going through camp dragging the head behind him. He's grabbing a, a, a leg of lamb off the roaster and, and chomping on it as he's in front of Saul going, here's your dude, you know? But then, but then, on top of that, David then gets his skinny jeans on, gets his harp out, and starts making song. All right? And so here with David's head laying next to him, he's, oh, God is awesome, God is awesome, God is awesome. So, like, this is like two people in one body. Like, the same person shouldn't be able to do both things. So David is kind of intimidating because he gets in touch with his feelings. He's not fact-based all the time. He knows how to write a mean song and it's like oh I, I just when it comes to the glory and majesty of god i sometimes struggle with being able to to convey that because i'm so fact-based and so because of that i will hit the main point of the psalm that i want to hit and kind of throw some stuff in there but i'm going to do a lot of reading today and what i want to have happen is that the reading of god's word kind of soaks into our heart and that something out of the reading of god's word just really quite frankly, flutters your heart about God this morning. And that I hope that every one of us, our view of God gets bigger this morning because of this. So we're going to start in Psalm 96. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to Yahweh, praise His name, proclaim His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations, His wonderful works among all peoples. The writer of the psalm is talking about let's give God glory to all people, to all nations. God was an evangelistic God even in the Old Testament, not just the New Testament. For the Lord, this is why, this is why we declare it among the nations. For the Lord is great and highly praised. He is feared above all gods. God is great. God is greater than above all gods. And yes, I know that's very narrow-minded. But this is why. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. As a reminder of what He means by the heavens, 
Let's throw some pictures up here. I got, this direct, got these directly from NASA. From what they have gotten off of the Hubble telescope. God created that. Next one. All that. Just as easy as to God. How about that one? All the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. What he's saying here is that we have one or two choices. We will all worship something. We will either worship the Creator of the heavens or we will worship creation. The wood and the stone and the gold and the silver that they made the idols out of, the physical idols out of, that was mere representation of the same idols that we have today. Sex and addiction and relationships and image and, and, and power and fame and money and comfort and isolation and independence. Those are all idols. And those are all creations of God that He wants to give us as a loving Father. But He wants us to worship Him because He is above all gods. How great is He? Six. Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. Ascribe or give to the Lord, you families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to Yahweh the glory of His name. Bring an offering and enter His courts. Worship the Lord in splendor, in the splendor of His holiness. Something I want to stop and pause on here. It is true that we can come to God no matter who we are or how we are or how messed up we are. But at the same time, for those of us who hear and follow Jesus, He has given us His holiness. And it is not the life that He wants us to give to live unholy all the week just so that we can come and worship Him. He wants us to grow in His holiness. And the more we grow in His holiness, the more worship is special for us. Tremble before Him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. He judges the people fairly. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and all that fills it resound. Let the fields and everything in them exalt. Then all the trees of the forest will shout for joy. Before the Lord, He is coming. For He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with His faithfulness. That last part is saying, look, creation will praise God. Are we going to praise and worship the creation that worships God? Or are we going to worship the Creator? It's a cry to not be dumber than a rock. If rocks cry out to God, will we too? So as we go back and forth between this, the band's going to lead us in worship. Worship the One who created the heavens. As an additional element of our worship this morning, we do have communion tables set up in the back. 
And these communion tables will be open during all the, all the songs of worship this morning. And for those of you who hear and follow Jesus, who have asked God to forgive you of your sins and you've committed your life to Him, not in perfection, but as a heart's desire, these communion tables will be open to you to be able to take. If you've not yet decided that, we ask you, nobody is taking score, we ask you to, to, to not participate just simply from the fact because Jesus isn't your God yet. But even if it was 30 seconds ago, in something that we read, you said, God, you are my God. We invite you to participate in this worship. Because by His flesh and through His blood, Jesus proved He was the greatest because He died for our sins. Let's worship the God who is the greatest this morning. Psalm 145. I will exalt You, my God the King, and praise Your name forever and ever. I will praise You Every day. I will honor your name forever and ever. Yahweh is great and is highly praised. His greatness is unsearchable. We have a sentence that we see again. Yahweh is great and greatly to be praised. But we have a quantifier this time. His greatness is unsearchable. This doesn't mean don't try to search His greatness. This means that His greatness is unending. In fact, the Bible really tells us and teaches us to try to find the end of His greatness, but we will never find the end to God's greatness. One generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. I will speak of your splendor and glorious majesty. And your wonderful works, they will proclaim the power of your awe-inspiring acts. And I will declare your greatness. They will give a testimony to your great goodness and will joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and great in faithful love. The Lord is good to everyone. His compassion rests on all He has made. But maybe you say, hold on a minute. He's good to everyone? Well, I've experienced this and this and this. And He's gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger. What about all that wrath stuff? Those are good questions. Gracious means giving your abundance to those in poverty. That's gracious. Has God been gracious to you? Compassionate. To have mercy or to have pity with action. Has God ever acted in your need? He's slow to anger. The fact that He does not lightning bolt us the first time we sin means He is patient with us. Great and faithful love. I saw this sign 
on Twitter this week. This church sign. Go ahead and show that. You know what that is? It's a lie. It is actually because we disobey that proves He has faithful love. Just like a spouse who will forgive an adulterous spouse, God has forgiven us. And always has love. That is faithful love. Lord is good to everyone. Have you enjoyed a good meal? Have you enjoyed good drink? Have you ever enjoyed purchasing something with money? Have you enjoyed the home that you live, live in? Those are called common graces. If you've ever enjoyed anything ever, sunset, sunrise, laugh of a child, you've received the goodness of God. Verse 10, all you have made will thank you, Lord. The godly will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom and will declare your might, informing all people of your mighty acts and of the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule is for all generations. The Lord is faithful in all His words and gracious in all His actions. The Lord helps all who fall. He raises up all who are oppressed. Are you down this morning? This verse is for you. All eyes look to you. And you give them their food at their proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all His ways and gracious in all His acts. The Lord is near all who call out to Him. All who call out to Him with integrity. He fulfills the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cry for help and saves them. The Lord guards all those who love Him, but He destroys all the wicked. What is the response to an unsearchable God? My mouth will declare Yahweh's praise. Let every living thing praise His holy name forever and ever. And let us be every living thing and praise His name now. Psalm 8. Yahweh our Lord, how magnificent is Your name throughout the earth. You have covered the heavens with your majesty. Because of your adversaries, you have established a stronghold. God is great. His he is majestic. His majesty is in the heavens. But He still has adversaries. And to every adversary, you must establish a stronghold. But how does God do it? From the mouths of children and nursing infants to silence the enemy and the avenger. Our culture glorifies strength and greatness and having it all put together. But God has said, I establish my stronghold through the lips of children and the mouths of nursing infants. Jesus said it this way, unless you come to me like a little child, you cannot come to me. He establishes His stronghold through the weak and the weary. Is that you this morning?
good news. You're exactly where God wants you. Because you're exactly who knows. One who knows that needs strength. When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set into place, what is man that you remember him? The son of man that you look after him? Have you looked up at the starry night and said, why me, Lord? You made him, man, people, little less than God, and crown him with glory and honor. You made him Lord over the works of your hands and put everything under your feet, his feet. All the sheep, the lowliest of animals, and oxen, the most powerful of animals, are under our feet. As well as the animals in the wild the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea that pass through the currents of the seas. God is majestic. He has created everything phenomenal. But He has given us dominion. What makes God great? He's crazy enough to do that. Right? Look, I messed stuff up. You messed stuff up. But He's still given us dominion. He's still given us the ability to be over His creation. That is worthy to be praised. Yahweh our Lord, how magnificent is Your name throughout the earth. Because You've given us the ability to work Your creation. As a reminder, there is communion in the back. As we worship this next song and the last song, Feel free to worship through communion as well. One more song. Psalm 85. Lord, You showed favor to Your land. You restored Jacob's prosperity. You took away Your people's guilt. You covered all their sin. You withdrew all Your fury. You turned from Your burning anger people of Israel had been in sin. But what's going on here is forgiveness. Forgiveness is a zero sum in an accounting, for, or accounting term. That we have a debt to God, but God erases that debt to, to make us even or level or at zero. But there's more. And this psalmist is bold enough to know forgiveness is not all that God wants to give. He wants to give more. And he's bold enough to walk into God's throne room and say, I want more. Return to us, God of our salvation. And abandon your displeasure with us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger for all generations? We don't just want your forgiveness. We want your relationship. We want you to restore your relationship to us. Will you not revive us again? But I just don't, I don't want just want relationship. I want life. So that your people may rejoice in you. I want life. Every time I write this type of life, I capitalize it. A big 
L life because it's different than our little L life. Big L life is eternal. Big L life is abundant. Big L life is infinity life. It is a well that will never run dry. It is a bread that will never run out. It is a life that Jesus promised here on earth. See, forgiveness you do not feel. It is an intellectual knowledge of what God has done for us. But wait, when I asked for God's forgiveness, I felt something. That was the life, the abundant life, the affinity life that God wants us to experience on a day-to-day basis, not just when we cry out to Him, Lord, save me. But every day. Are you sitting here not experiencing that life, but know you're forgiven? Be bold enough to go into God's throne room, grab the hem of His robe, and say, you promised this life. I want it. I want to experience this life every single day. Show us Your faithful love, Lord, and give us Your salvation. I will listen to what God will say. Surely the Lord will declare peace to His people, His godly ones, and not let them go back to foolish ways. His salvation is very near to those who fear Him, so that glory may dwell in our land. Faithful love and truth will join together. Righteousness and peace will embrace Truth will spring up from the earth and righteousness will look down from heaven. Also, the Lord will provide what is good and our land will yield its crops. Righteousness will go before Him to prepare the way for His steps. Three times in four verses, God talks about righteousness. His life ends in His righteousness. He has given us His righteousness. He has written it on our hearts so that we can find abundant life and infinity life in His righteousness. And we praise that God now for His righteousness. During this last song, offering will be passed. And we still invite you to partake in the Lord's Supper. A little bit of an audible. Those of you that are passing the baskets this morning, when you're done, go ahead and put them on the communion table so that in all the commotion, if somebody fails to get the basket but wants to give, they're able to do that. But we worship the God who has given us life and wants to give you life every day if you have never received that life i invite you to commit to jesus right now and say i want your life i've messed up i've blown it but i want your life and that's as simple as that and worship the one who wants to give you life yeah father lord we um Thank you for your greatness. We thank you for the <laughs> including us in your greatness. We have your image in us. And we use that against you. Forgive us. Forgive us where we don't see you as high enough. Where we stay in the mundane. 
Give us a greater view of you. Hallowed be thy name. Lord, your kingdom come down in our life. Your will be done. Nothing but your will. Lord, give us. Give us every single day what you need us to have to get through that day. Let us have the faith that what you've given us is enough. Forgive us. We've blown it. We've messed up. We keep going back to the hog slot, but you keep pulling us out and running to us as our loving, heavenly Father and grabbing us up and putting us in your arms and kissing our face and giving us your ring and giving us your shoes and giving us your robe to establish us as your sons and daughters forever. And give us the strength to live as glorious, exalted sons and daughters of the King that we really are. In your holiness, in your righteousness, give us the strength to live that day by day by day. And it's in your heavenly, precious, exalted, abundant name that we all say, Amen.